0: We're living in the year 2022. There's a man with a mullet, blonde mustache, who struts down the fairway. He's just been offered $100 million to change his uh, employment. Membership. Yeah. $120, million. $120 I heard it's 120 That's That's a lot of money. That makes you think about it. That's a lot of kangaroos. Cam Smith, fresh off the open win, and it looks like he's going to be headed to live
1: we're through the grapevine right i mean
0: yeah he's been, he's been yeah he's been deflecting the questions at the fedex this week
2: welcome to good lies golf i'm ryan sherman and i shot okay this week made a couple pars no big deal across the way i got zach grossman Also no big deal Nonchalantly won himself A club championship At South Fork Country club And then you got Brandon Lawson Absolutely crushed it At Friendly Meadows Last week Shot an 85 With basically Just a four iron No putter Just crushed it That's how he does it And that's it Just a great week From the boys overall We're stoked to bring you The FedEx Cup playoffs here On Good Lies Golf Come get your info your picks, your hot takes and more. Cheers.
0: I when really de- when you're deflecting, true, but... it it kind of means it's an admission, you know? He just, would just say but, no if it wasn't.
2: Yeah, I just yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. I just don't see his motive to do it because he's such a young rising star. I just feel like he has so much potential to crush it and win tens of millions of dollars in the regular PGA. You know, what is the, what is the draw of the live? You know, I get, yeah. you can just like be whatever now and be done and then, okay, cool. I'm, I have money for the rest of my life. But yeah. man, I, I really thought he was like a legacy player going like full through. Like I really, he like it's easy for him to get Ws and make money. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see if he ends up going and how these guys are calculating this decision. It's interesting to see how you have these South Africans. You've got the South African contingent coming in to the live. And now you've got Camp Smith and Mark Leishman. And there's something about these guys. They don't care about anything. They don't care about the, their image or the way that they look. They're just doing what's best for them or whatever they think is best. And I've got respect for that. I mean, chase whatever your dream is. Don't, be beholden to Jay Monaghan or the PGA Tour. Be a world traveler. Like Cam Smith played tons of golf in Asia. He's been all over the world. You, Think about the
2: experience, right? Yeah.
0: And then you have guys like Justin Thomas, all these people who like really feel rooted in the States and they're passionate the other way. But True.
2: Yeah, like, oh, America's golf, America's golf courses. It's totally different. And to your point, it's insane how we see this shift of taking – these country's best golfers to the live tour. So now does that open the floodgates for other young, talented, prominent golfers in those countries now is more spotlight pushed to them. Because think about it. If, if you're the PGA tour and you have cam Smith, who's like your top Australian golf prospect and like your main guy and your young buck and like your, your main fix in the tour for Australia market. And now he's gone. That's a giant gap in the market monetarily that they have to fix. Huge. So so who do you put in from Australia in his place to kind of take that market? So now are you going to see these like young, hot amateur guys or like guys that are great on Corn Fairy? Like, who, what, are you, what are we going to see? And yeah. it's very interesting. There are a lot of
0: great Australian players, but...
2: Yeah, just just interesting developments from overall, from the Live Tour and PGA Tour. They're in lawsuits now. I mean, who would have thought during the FedEx Cup start that we'd be talking about lawsuits in Northern California. Oh yeah. Pretty, pretty um, intense situation we find ourselves in. And and I know we brushed on that with the Paul Anacone podcast that we most recently came out with, but a lot of perspectives.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a double-edged sword too. Like it's, it's cool in a way that we're seeing this new league develop. It's more golf. It's different. It's not what we're used to everyone loves drama, let's be honest, you know, it makes things interesting but at the same time, it's like, dude, it's the FedEx Cup playoffs, like why are we talking about this shit? Why do we have to deal with the drama of all the legalities that are going on and stuff like that? Why can't we just watch players play great golf? That's the that's the one thing the no, hold up right. I have but to your point, I mean if Cam Smith goes over there though I mean that is massive, massive news all signs are pointing to the fact that he's going to, but At this point, we haven't seen anything in writing, you know. So, where there's smoke, there's fire. But at this point, like I said, it's not been aimed.
0: I mean,
2: and and to bring it all back in, too, I mean, what time we're in. This is the FedEx Cup playoffs. I mean, there's a lot on the line. And the PGA Tour did a hell of a job making these purses extremely fat. I mean, we'll talk about the format in, in just a second here. But, you know, you're talking about first place at the Tour Championship getting an $18 million payout. Second place. 6.5 6.5 million dollar payout. Third place, 5 mil. Fourth place, 4 mil. Fifth place, 3 million dollars. Sixth to tenth place, 2.5 mil. That's a pretty good top Like, 10. dude, you can even suck and not win. Like, you can, you can be great the whole tournament, blow it on the last day, and still probably make a couple million dollars. And that's the PGA we're talking about. We're not talking about live golf tour. So I think the PGA is really trying to, like, give it monetarily and trying to, like, Push this to try to really give players that incentive of please don't go. I mean, I I mean, am I wrong? I mean, I think that's kind of an incentive there.
0: I think golf's more competitive than ever right now with these two tours, even though people say, oh, the live tour is weak with in the early phases. I think that's false.
2: But you gain momentum very easily. You, gain momentum. you get a guy like Cam Smith. Now all of a sudden, every young prominent golfer, instead of thinking Corn Fairy, Corn Fairy, Corn Fairy, they're thinking, "What can I do to wave my arms and get Greg Norman's attention?" Instead, and fuck the PGA Tour. And then now all of a sudden, you don't have this influx of like young trained to be golfers. Like Corn Fairy is the perfect example of like mentoring these guys, college players, great amateurs into professionals. If you all of a sudden skip that boarding lane and you just go right to LIV golf millions of dollars and everything else. What's that going to do for the next generation of PGA tour players coming up? Is that going to affect it?
0: Yeah. Interesting. And we're at this awkward kind of mid puberty phase of live right now where you have young people who are just starting their career out taking deals with live. And then you have the older guys slightly, maybe I don't want to say washed up, but Marie Westwood, Westwood's Ian Poulter's. Right. Uh, John Daly tried his hardest, but he guys that are not winning in.
2: profusely every week, right?
0: Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how the tour takes shape over the next couple of years, and if people really gravitate towards it, what kind of a an effect this Cam Smith move could have on the tour is it's planned perfectly by by Greg Norman and the live backers.
2: Yeah, but moving more towards what we're in now, the FedEx Cup playoffs. Very exciting time, big purses, a lot of different format changes. This is going to be the big test of golf. Top 121 players, might be 128, depending on how this legality of the case goes, will be chopped to 70 for next week's BMW championship. And then from there, it gets chopped to 30 players for the tour championship. So it gets very aggressive in these next few weeks in terms of standings point values, purse values, it all gets very intense down to the wire here. All three of these events are 72-hole stroke play tournaments, and the fields just get smaller until there's the one winner getting $18 million payout for first place at the Tour Championship. But the metrics change a little bit, so the point system is quadrupled, basically. Tom Kim getting 500 cup points for winning the Wyndham, you know, now he's going to get... 2,000 for a win like that in these playoffs. So players like uh, Mark Hubbard, for example, can go from being in the 80th place range or in that range. Now he can go to number two with a win. So it's like you really can fluctuate very quickly during this format and it becomes intense. And then obviously the tour championship, finishing everything off, first place you start with 10 under, second place you're starting 8 under, third place 7 under, fourth place 6 under, et cetera, et cetera. It all very much matters. So now it's crunch time. Players are on their toes. It's getting intense. There's no more like, put the kumbaya out the window. This is like game time, you know? And Scotty's up by a mountain. So whoever it is, is they're going to have to battle just to catch Scotty.
0: Yeah. Two of the things that excite me the most about this format with the FedEx Cup are that you have these bubble boy type options happening with Brandon Wu in the 125 range. And then you have these guys who are around 70 Gary Woodland uh, and others who are really trying to make their way to the next event. And then also, as you said before, about the 2000 points. So basically a regular season event, it's worth four times. So this is the one win is worth four wins in the regular season. So that's a huge factor and that's really going to shake things up this week.
2: Sure. And, and like you were saying to notate on that, your guys that are in that range, your Justin Rose, those guys are right in that range in their top 70 approach. They're right on the cut line of that next tournament. So really those guys are putting pressure on themselves, those veterans. And then you got younger guys like a Trey Molinix or a, you know, a a Moore coming in and and bursting through the doors saying, Hey, I got to knock these old veterans out and get into this next tournament. If I want to make some serious money. And I think that's all thought about in this time. I mean, I think they're definitely thinking about those things.
1: Yeah. I think what you boys are just talking about, man, this, this whole playoff situation we're finding ourselves in it's just an onion man it's layered and layered and layered with storylines and i think that's what makes it exciting i mean you're you're not just watching the greatest players in the world and focusing on those top 10 players you're you're watching storylines unfold that deal with the guys that are at the bottom of the barrel in terms of the players in the field so sure it's really exciting. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm just uh, I'm stoked to see what happens here. I mean, can someone really track down Scheffler? Can Cam Smith potentially go out on a high note? Do we see something like a you know a Tony Finau or a Cantlay, one of these guys that are real hot in the last four weeks of the season, just continue that streak and and plow right through the uh, the playoffs and get that you know Player of the Year award? I don't know, but that's why we're gonna watch.
2: Yeah, speaking of exciting week, I mean we have. The TPC Southwind in Memphis, Tennessee, hosting this tournament this week. Absolute course history here. It's been on the tour since 1989. It's a par 70 at 7,244 yards. Bermuda grass greens and Bermuda grass rough and Zoja fairways. It's got everything you want for a challenging golf course. 94 bunkers and 10 hazards. More balls in the water than any other course since 2003. Designed by noted architect Ron Pritchard.
0: This course is up there with some of the hardest accuracy-based courses there are with all the water hazards. As you said, with the balls in the water, it's it's like a Muirfield or a bear trap at PGA National. Guys get really nervous about keeping the ball in, in play, and you get these really tight visuals out there. So I'm excited to see what kind of uh scores can happen because it it has a history of pretty low scoring uh winners so if you can avoid that water you're going to be looking pretty good because the greens also are, are very receptive and yeah puttable people Absolutely make putts puttable. on this course
2: yes yeah you're not kidding when it's easy to putt here it's just hard to get to the green but once you get there it's the lowest three putt percentage on tour and the highest percentage of putts made from five to ten feet and five to 25 feet so it's a very easy course for putting. You just have to get there.
0: And seeing how much this event has been amplified and gained credibility throughout the years, it starting off as a PGA Tour event, it's no slouch. But the last three years, it's it's amped up to a World Golf Championship, which make which always right. brings the best players to it. And then this year, as the first FedEx Cup event, is really and it will remain
2: too. This yeah. will be the first FedEx Cup event. I think it's like remaining. It's exciting. Yeah. And
0: it's taking the place of the Northern Trust, which has been a very great event, I think, as, a, as someone from the Northeast who plays a lot of golf, to see those, yeah. those Northern courses. But to mix it up and bounce around the country, I think, is really good for the game and keeps it refreshing.
2: Absolutely. Definitely a little bit of history here, too. The statue, World Golf of famer, Corey Middlecoff, who was a dentist before winning 39 times on the PGA Tour. We know him, including two U.S. Opens and the 1955 Masters. Tied with Tom Watson for 10th on the PGA Tour's all-time win list. Tennessee golf legend. Won the state amateur four times. So, wow! they erected a fucking statue of this guy because he's so nasty right outside the Southwind. So,
0: and to pursue a dental profession.
2: And then just say, fuck that, I'm golfing instead. That's dope. Imagine... His office when he was like, "That's not you know what, happening. guys? I'm fucking out. I'm just going to golf. You guys are on your own. <laughs> Figure it the, out.
0: This is the last tooth I'm pulling.
2: Figure it out, Linda. All right? We're <laughs> fucking out of here.
1: Golfing regularly anyways. Missing a bunch of appointments. So didn't matter. He was just <laughs> yeah. rescheduling. Just
2: missing a bunch of appointments. Just rescheduling. <laughs> Why is this guy rescheduling six days a week? Oh, it's because he's out golfing. Being a PGA yeah. Tour player.
1: I oh, saw a great deal on golf now.
2: <laughs> open up. in 1955 <laughs> so zach was gonna say here the course record is a number you're familiar with 61
0: it is and i uh, was gonna ask
2: you how you felt about that like how hard is it to shoot a 61 and what does that mean for this course
0: i think this course is a pretty challenging one to fire a 61 nine under on a six thousand yard course like south fork is is a bit easier but I guess a 61 is a 61. I might be biased, but <laughs> being able to keep it together on a course with this many water hazards and playing from seven, almost 7,300 yards, that's a serious accomplishment. And having the best players in the world the past three years with the WGC playing it, to, to see that 61 shot by Tom Lewis, yeah, that
2: was incredible. Yeah, I mean, talk about course difficulty. They have one of those TPC Sawgrass famous 17th holes. They got the uh, hole 11. Requires a short iron there onto an island green with a little bunker protecting that runoff. It's listed at 157 yards. Can tip out at 165. I mean, that's no joke. Remember Siwoo Kim's infamous 13 that he shot here last year. Uh If we all can remember that putting extravaganza.
0: Got to pray for Siwoo
2: on that one. Yeah, that I think we all can remember that moment. I vividly remember it on my TV.
0: Shake the
1: demons. See you later. <laughs> yeah, that was a
2: Siwoo <laughs> later because uh, he was out after that. Um, and then you got a hole 14, 239 yards, consistently is ranked one of the toughest par threes on the PGA Tour. So that's just gnarly. Full carry over water if they place the pins like a bunch of dicks, and you know they will because it's that kind of tournament. And then you got, obviously, gnarly hole 18, who would scare the shit out of any golfer, 453-yard par-4 with a basically 90-degree dog leg. So you're just over water and carrying... It's just such a gnarly hole. Mm. Short tee shot brings your bunkers into play, and then you have all that water. It's just a longer tee shot can take you out of the bunkers, but then it requires you to carry more over the water. So it's just a really challenging hole. And I think 18 is really going to see like where the champions like push their way out. I think every day at 18, you're really going to like get the determining factor of who's going to do well that next day. Can they close on 18? No? Okay, they might not have a great day the next day. I don't know. Could be my weird theory, but if you're not doing well on 18, you might not
0: be doing well. I'm really excited to watch that finishing hole. You had Cam Smith last year, came in with the share of the lead, and then just totally threw up, and hey hit no. one into a... Hit one into a the into a neighbor's house and ended up getting uh you know an unfortunate top 5 there yeah
2: do you think he's out for blood with with his the- all this
0: LIV talk like do you think Cam is just like
2: fired up now he's had this devastating loss to Now He's, like, played here and, like, had that punch-in-the-face loss. He's facing all these questions about the LIV. Like, do you think he's just going to be
0: like, fuck everybody, I'm going ham, and he's going to win it? Yeah. I don't know how he responds to the drama outside of golf. He seems like a very grounded person who yes. has a small circle and yes. isn't interacting a ton with other the tour guys, social media, whatever, so we'll see, maybe this doesn't affect him at all and he just cruises through, or maybe it's a chip on his shoulder and it brings the better, it brings that good golf out of him that we saw at the open and he just zones in and makes all of his putts. I would hope so. As yeah, the best that, putter. that would
1: be sick. I mean, I hope he comes out and plays well. I mean, whether it be the last few times we see him on, on the tour or not, but it could go the other way. It could be, there's just a lot floating around him and it's getting in his head and it's just too much to handle and maybe still plays well, but just not, you know, in contention type of thing. But I don't know. Drama, 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 man.
2: A lot of storylines here. I mean, Scotty Scheffler sitting at the top of the world and he's got a fat lead. So even if he makes top 10, I believe in either one, either this week's tournament or the next week's tournament, it's basically a shoe in first place start for the tour championship. So,
1: And how about that, man? No one's even talking about the dude.
2: Right, right. Like, he's not even existent, but if he literally places top 10, he's, like, set. $18 he, million. Like, So that's all he has to do is just not play mediocre golf for two, for two tournaments straight, which for Scotty Scheffler seems easy at this point. A guy like Patrick Cantlay seems to be the one who would struggle, if anything. I mean, those are your storylines. It's like a guy like Scotty who's dominant on top early in the year. Then you have Patrick Cantlay, kind of the same thing, dominant a little early in the year very early in the season and now has cooled off. And Patrick Cantlay was last year's winner. So you got to think, is there some animosity there between those two? Are they going to battle it out? Or are those two larger heads going to kind of fall down to the leaderboard a little bit and they're going to let these younger bucks come in or, you know, more hungry guys come in? I don't know, like a Matt Fitzpatrick. We don't know. It's, It's really anyone's game.
0: Yeah, most of these guys make their bread in, you know, a couple weeks or a month throughout the whole season. Oh, so, this is the this maybe, is the bread and butter right maybe, here. This is it. Yeah, this is when you want to peak and Scotty, you know, hasn't been quite there. He's been doing well, but nothing like what he had this spring and that Augusta, you know, to four putt to win the win the Masters. Yeah. It's just a sick sick start to the year and he's coasted in and we'll see maybe he's got it. Maybe he's turning it back sure. on for the end of the year, but usually you just have that one month, six six week stretch and the rest of the year is just Average. It's hard to sure. It's hard to kind of pinpoint.
1: Talking talking uh, six week stretch and guys being hot. I've got an urgent news message. Urgent. I mean, Kim. Oh man. Mm. JH. I mean, is is he in that stretch right now? Oh, I think he's in the fire right now.
2: I think he's he's not slowing down. I think he's just ripping golf apart right now, and he's just gonna keep winning. Not winning win like win every tournament, but like he's just gonna keep coming in like top five, top tens. He's just going to shred it for the next couple of weeks. I don't yeah. think he can stop him.
0: Yeah, he's got that new baby smell going right now. Yeah, he's
2: he he's just young, hungry, and not afraid and you see him. He's like having fun. He's like hanging out with Sun JM. He's like going to all these like off tour things. He's he's doing all this fun shit and like you can even see him posting on his Instagram. He's having a good time. But uh,
0: guys yeah, like uh, that I
1: love the dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good good for the he game. He was that he was asked how much he won at the uh, Wyndham and his answer was fucking classic tiger say? never checked
2: tiger never checked that's what he said <laughs> that's incredible and he's like a young like he hasn't probably no money either he's probably like a first korean well he's successful in korean golf but you know it's just crazy how quick all these things can transpire for a young golfer he's going to be thrown right into the mix here and he's going to be yeah. the next you know kj choi they're going to be screaming this guy's name from the rooftops after he wins another one so
1: yeah, yeah i think well, it's I mean, great i, I say that's one of the storylines you were talking about guys getting hot at the right time. I think he's one of them. Hopefully he doesn't cool down after that W, but uh, then you got Tony Finau wins back to back, he's coming in hot. And then, uh, you know, same with Xander shop. I feel like he's played really, really well the last few months. So many so, like, like guys titans. coming in yeah. hot Rory at the right time. That's I mean, fuck
2: Rory about. T Ford here in 2019. You know, he likes the course. He can hit the shit out of his irons and putt. Amazing. Can he get that extra inch that Paul was talking about that he needs? Maybe he finds it that extra inch this week, and that's what's the difference. I don't know. It's just on an easy putting course, I basically didn't want to choose a bunch of strong putters. Because if the putting is easy, anybody kind of has a chance. And that's, Mm -hmm. call me crazy.
0: Maybe it levels it out.
2: It levels it out a little bit, the disadvantage. So I chose more players that were kind of hotter around around their approaches and things like that. But speaking of which, I think really we can dive into our weekly picks for the FedEx St. Jude Championship.
1: All right. Yeah, man. With that said, we'll get right over to our picks. So why not roll out the red carpet, throw a little shit on it for the dude that had the shittiest lineup last week. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right Thank you. Off, man. <laughs>
2: Thank you for that lovely intro. I had a horrible week because two of my players decided to withdraw. Jason Day, don't know what happened there. And then Siwoo Kim. Come on, man. Siwoo. Yeah, good old Siwoo. Well, I'll fire it off here. Starting off with a little Brendan Steele. I've picked him a lot recently. I just love how this guy's been playing. I love that he bounced back from a bad 3M open to go to a top 30 in the Rocket Mortgage. I like that bounce back for an older guy like him. He's just such a controlled golfer, and I just think you're going to need all that on this course. He's first in greens and regulation gained, which is a stat that you're going to want, and he's four top 10s this year. So he's on a roll. Fifth off the tee in the PGA too. value pick at $7,000 on DraftKings. So I'm not really concerned about his putting. I think he's a serious value pick. Accuracy matters. And I think he's just going to play it cool and have a nice tournament. Done. Then I'm coming in with our guy, Tony Tuna, Tony Finau. I mean, what can I say about this guy? He's dominated the last few weeks of golf on the PGA tour. His family's all in on the traveling, the competition, the atmosphere. It's just beautiful to see. I mean, he's refreshed, leading into one of his favorite courses to play, and I think he's just going to tear it up. Fifth in strokes gained on greens and regulation. Ninth and strokes gained approach to greens. Twelfth strokes gained total. So all those stats just scream good scoring here, and I think that's what's going to carry him.
1: Love that pick.
2: Yeah, good old Tony. Got to
1: go Tony Tuna.
2: Tony Tuna. Will he make it three? Will he make it three? I think he's fired up right now. He might. I mean, I'm not picking him for my winner, but I'm kind of like, on the fence that I should have, you know, up next, I got Billy Ho, Billy Horschel, great bogey avoidance, been playing great golf lately, and after that win at the memorial in front of our guy, Brendan, I just love the magic of that moment, he's played well the last few tournaments, he's one of the best green players and putters that there is, and those are all important factors to close it out, so very accurate, I'm playing it safe, Billy Ho,
0: I'm a huge fan of the bogey
2: avoidance stat. It is. It's a good stat. Then up next, we got Tom Kim. Already a legend, 20 years old, gets his PGA tour card for shits and gigs, comes out, shocks us all at the Genesis, then shocks us all at the 3M, and then just shocks us all another at the Rocket Mortgage. Then he just comes, takes the golf world by storm by winning last week at the Wyndham Championship. I mean, this kid's game is just complete. He can drive. He's got iron game. He's putts lights out. He's just a force in the golf world. And I don't see his momentum stopping. I just, he's too young. He's too fired up. He's got so much energy. It's unreal. He's playing if, so well.
0: If you don't have Tom Kim in your lineup this week, you just haven't been watching any golf. Yeah. Especially at his value still with, with how he's been playing great value this week.
2: Yeah.
1: You, uh, you, you think, I mean, we talked about the streak there Him playing really well coming into this. Do you think there's any fall off there after the W or is he just too young? If he was older, I would say fall off.
2: If he was older, I'd say fall off, but I, I don't think he's old enough to have fall off. I think he's just so young and hungry. It's just like momentum for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, agree. Yeah.
1: I also, I mean, I was thinking that too, just cause you know, he's played, I think like eight straight events. So wear and tear does he get worn out? But to your point, young kid, limber, this dude's wild. He's free. Let's get another W.
2: Exactly. Speaking of young, 25-year-old Cam Young from New York has been lighting it up in his last two tournaments, placing second in the Rocket Mortgage and an impressive second at the British Open. With such a well-rounded game, no one's surprised. Seventh in birdie average, 30th in Eagles, second in the PGA off the tee, 17th in tee to green. I think he's got a lot to prove, and I think he's just super hungry to win. And I think this is all great momentum for him. Playoff atmosphere, I mean, come on. What can you give a guy from New York more than playoff atmosphere sports? I mean, that's what you want.
1: Oh, Cameron.
2: And then last but not least, my winner, who I'm going to call again here, Russell Henley. Wow. Guy came in fifth last week at the Wyndham. Fantastic driving accuracy. And I think that's what's going to be the difference. 15th in strokes gained total. Second in strokes gained approach to greens. Nothing you don't like about this guy. He's a Georgia boy too, so I think he'll hold up in that muggy weather and he'll just do well. I just think he's due. I think he's overdue for a big victory, big playoff victory, to put Russell Henley back on the map. And I think this is it. So call me crazy, but Russell Henley takes it home.
0: I Love
1: it. All right, man. Well, with that being said, that's your winner. I'll roll it right into me. Get your Hennessy out. I'm going Russell Henley as well. (laughs) Not with my
2: Bam. Twofer. I
1: like him, man. You, you caught call, you called him out. He's been playing lights out lately. He's second on approach. We talked about the hazards out there. We talked about how you have to pinpoint accuracy getting into these greens. The putting's not as big of an issue, but you got to put yourself in position to make some birdies and stay out of those hazards. Love Russell Henley. Mm. Yeah, from there, man, I'm going down south. Get your gator chomp out. I'm going Billy Ho, too, man. I like Billy. He's got a great course history. He's a really solid player. He's had a great year. He's got a win on tour this year already. He's 14th around the green. He's 8th in putting. I know we mentioned that putting isn't a huge issue here. There's been guys that have been successful that haven't played that well from a putting standpoint, but I think he's going to go out and light it up. Boom. Beautiful. You guys hear that? What is that? Chugga, 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 chugga.
2: Oh. <laughs> he's bringing You're in the Thomas, the Tank, Kim engine. Tommy, the
1: Tank, Engine, Kim. Love me some Tommy. Do Kemp, we just have all the same man. picks this, this week, Brendan? Why not, man? It, it almost worked last week <laughs> if it for those uh, WDs. Nah, dude. Honestly, we talked about this kid. He's coming in on fire. Just got his first W. He's young. He's limber. He's wanting to go into these playoffs hot and get a couple more W's and make a real statement. And when you look at it from a statistical standpoint, I mean, almost every single category you look at, this guy is top-tier talent. So I love me some time again. I'm going to ride until those wheels fall off that train. Got it. From there, I got to go to one of my old reliables. I know he didn't play great last week, but I got to chug against for this guy, Shane Lowry. Wow.
0: Oh, Bringing right, him back. Shane.
1: I got to bring him back. Listen, guys, we talked about the hazards. The rough is gnarly here, too. I'm looking at guys that can hit the ball long but stay accurate. That is what he does best. He's also a decent putter. He's great around the greens. I think he comes back this week and has another statement and finds himself with very good contending odds. Uh, and uh, I like Shane Lowry.
0: Bam. Mm. Love it. I love staying true to the to the Lowry.
1: Next, I'm going a little Victor Hovland. This dude is 12th on tour and approach.
2: Iron game. He is
1: long. He is straight off the tee. He's a pretty decent putter. I'm not concerned about the around the green play. I've heard through the grain find that is the internet. He has been at this course for a couple weeks, boys, playing around, getting his game tuned up, I think mm. he's going to have himself weak. Little insight. I Interesting. love little Vic. Wow. Love
2: Victor Hovlin Vic. about to light it up. That's Brandon's hot take for the week. Mm. So pick a Victor Hovlin if you yeah, want to light it up. Yeah.
1: And last but not least, my winner, I'm going Sung JM. I got to go with him. Super mm. well rounded. Good pick. I think this course suits him great. And uh, I mean, what else can you say? You know? T2 last week, he did bogey the last hole, could have had a solo uh, second finish. I think he's hot. I think he's on fire. I think he and uh, the train that is Tom Kim are pushing one another to be uh, better than the other. And uh, he's going to go out and get that W. Love it.
2: Hmm. Bold prediction. Great picks as always. Back to back. And then Zach, baby, Mm -hmm. the winner of this week. Zach now Mm -hmm. pulling away from the pack with nine wins. Just pulling away for the season here. Giving me and Brendan basically no chance for a comeback. Brendan could still well, do it.
0: Well, hey, there's still time left, and we value each event as as uh, four times the normal, right? Right, so exactly. 4X. So yes,
2: we also do the same four x. So now these wins count as four
0: wins. That is correct, Zach. Beautiful. So who knows? Um, I'm feeling good about these picks, though. We've spoken about Sung Jm and Tom Kim. I think those two guys have just been playing so well recently, and they're come they're coming on they're young they've got momentum and uh i i really like those guys for their value too at 8500 and 8000 another guy that i i really like brendan who just spoke about him vicky hovland nice guy's a lot of just- shared
2: picks here this is good yeah, this means got- we're
0: all on the same wavelength yeah guy is is running hot and hearing that inside info from brendan i'm feeling really good about that pick coming in at 9000 Davis Riley, mm, someone who bringing who, him back. He he hasn't been playing great. He had a few bad events, but a thirteenth last week, he's kind of steadied the ship a bit, and he's just he's having such a good year. He's a Southern boy to some extent. I feel like he plays well on Southern courses, and he's a little bit of a gut gut feeling. Taylor Moore is not really a dark horse anymore, but he is. Listed as a dark horse in terms of value yes, at sixty eight hundred. Yes, the rook. He's been tearing it up. Top five, top six in his last two events. Otherwise, he's been a cut machine the past six events. He's really looking good. And I've seen his name at the top of the leaderboard a lot. Young, hungry guy. He's I'd right there with Tom. I put him in
2: top 20 lines all day.
0: Oh, I love it. And my winner is total field pick. I, he hasn't been playing great but I think he's going to turn things around John Rahm. He's, wow. He John
2: Rom winner the, of yeah, the FedEx St. Jude.
0: There's not a lot of uh statistical analysis to back this John Rahm pick besides his I'm irons just,
2: being the best on tour still. He's got right? he's
0: got great iron play but and ball striking of course but I think he's hungry and the he, he always seems to do well in the bigger events. And kind of being a little bit under the radar, you know, he's not number one in the world. He's not, he's not Scotty. He's, he's not Rory. So he doesn't he's have that pressure of, on him. Yeah. He's so he's kind living. of
2: low keys behind the shadows. Like nobody's calling out John Rom to have a great week this week. So he doesn't have that immense pressure like Rory has, or like Scotty has, or like. Yeah, so he can kind of relax a little bit and just play his game, which might be
0: what he needs. Absolutely, and it's the first event he wants to start it off well. He's had a history of some great FedEx Cup finishes, so sure. let's see if John Rom can do it. Yeah,
2: good pick. Hey, great pick. I, I
1: don't, I don't dislike that pick either, especially just from a DraftKings trying to win all that money standpoint. You got to think that the way he's coming into this tournament, he has been playing great all year. Below his standards, he's. Price at a really good price, considering he is John Rom, and I could see that his ownership is going to be a lot lower than it typically would. Uh, you know, maybe at, at the beginning of the season. So, sure, if he plays well, you're probably one of the few that have him in a lineup. And if that's the case, and you have another good uh, five players on that lineup, you probably just want a shit ton of money.
2: And now these other storylines coming back, Live Golf, those guys didn't win the case, Swafford and Gooch and the boys, and now you're not going to see them in the FedEx Cup playoffs, which is very interesting. So, again, we're just seeing this Live Golf kind of coming back in full circle, and we'll kind of see how this moves on going forward.
0: Yeah, bit of a pu- publicity stunt. Sure. And H- Hudson, Swafford, Taylor yeah, Gooch, they're not getting big. They're mm, not getting big numbers. Yeah, definitely not it's Big now, viewers. Either. Yeah.
1: Honestly, though, guys, who cares at this point let's just focus on the guys that are playing let's enjoy the FedEx Cup run I'm excited about it fucking golf what a sport
2: yeah well said. well said
0: exciting week very exciting week
2: well said and that concludes another episode of good lies golf Hope you had some insight and some hot takes. win you some money this week. The boys are giving you content every week. To stay up with all that we're doing, check us out on our Instagram, at GoodLiesGolfPod, or on Twitter, at GoodLiesGolf. Got a bunch of new episodes out for you. The Paul Anacone episode, special guest just dropped. Incredible content in there. Epic stories from a true sports legend. We're going to have a lot more of that coming up. So stay tuned, stick around. Every week, even out of the season, we're going to have a lot for you. Stay tuned and have good lives golf.